0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground. This is episode 27 Work. What is it good for? We're broadcasting live, well, live for us from the Power of Change Shedquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. And I'm Jesse Fury, director of the Bonhoeffer House, and I have taken over hosting duties today. It is a non hostile takeover, as our usual host, Reed Monahan, is with us today as well. Reed, you okay with me leading today? I am very excited for you to be leading today. Uh to be
1: in the passenger seat. I'd never mind riding shotgun. As long as you're not riding dirty over there or anything, I think I think we're gonna be okay. Riding shotgun with us today. How you doing, Reed? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. It's always good to be here together on the pod, and certainly have got some fun. I like your title, Work, What Is It Good For? It, may, it reminds you of that Vietnam-era song, like, Whoa, huh, good God, what is it good
0: for? You know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, you got that. That's, that's what it's meant to remind you of. <laughs> yeah, it does it for me. And uh, it is doing it for you. so yeah, I missed last, last podcast. It seems as though all the best podcasts are the ones where I'm not here. This is not true. I this enjoyed true. Last, last week's podcast a I was, lot. I was
1: just provoked in my spirit. You were. It
0: was like a 30-minute rant <laughs> yeah. rantish Rantology. Rantology. Uh, and, and I think you've taken over maybe as the new director of the Rantology I think program. maybe we're, we're going to be partners <laughs> in, in Rantology. Tell me about these book bags. You got two today. Do you always double-fist <laughs> book bags? <laughs> I have two book bags today. And it's because I have a lot of books today. Because, and the reason is, Reed, I'm glad you asked, actually. I think you're just making fun of me for carrying around two <laughs> books, uh, like the kid in, in high school that has his bag on wheels. Yeah, and he's yeah. carrying around his. He right. doesn't his, want to use his locker. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get stuffed uh, you don't in don't your want get locker. Stuck so not you, in there. You, you don't want to open it just in case. That's right. I have two bags today because I am going to be finishing up a. Uh, you know, I don't know what to call it. It's not quite an essay. Essay ish. Yeah. We're 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 high on the ishes. Um probably more of like a long f- form blog post to go along with today's episode Wonderful. on work. Wonderful. And so I it's kind of like my portable uh office with all my books in it, so that I'm out here in Blacksburg, which is uh which so, is so far from Radford. I'm 25 minutes from home and it, how does how's it feel to be in civilization? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you for that. Yeah. Radford is civil civilized, okay? But while I'm out here, I thought I'd go ahead and knock it out, and so I brought I brought my books with me. Couldn't fit them all in one bag. Well done. Maybe maybe we can work on papers and such. Watching the Apple
1: pod or uh, Apple show today, where they announce all the stuff people will. want. That's
0: right. <laughs> That's today. One o'clock. Yes, yeah, sir. I will find out what it is that will make me happy next. <laughs> <laughs> why Why do you work what is it good for <laughs> it's, it's good for, for buying, buying iPhones it. I will realize today at 105 how unhappy I am with my piece of junk <laughs> uh, Apple product that's obsolete now so
1: yeah, yeah. welcome to the world right Android so, people unite <laughs> The, uh, the bourgeois Apple people are uh, going to be feeling
0: good mm. about themselves, or bad mm. about themselves today. Bad um, about yeah. ourselves today, yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than having an Android person on a, on a group thread. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a friend named Derwin Gray. who's a, sh-
1: a pastor in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Transformation Church, who just wears me out about two things, uh, Calvinism and Android Apple phone stuff. Does he have an Android
0: phone? He phone? does. He, does. Yeah. he
1: has a really nice, amazing, well-made Android phone. But you don't include him in group text then, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was <laughs> complaining to Apple support because they were treating us bad over my wife's uh, Apple watch this weekend. And he started chiming in, putting oh. like, eyeballs, like watching me be upset with <laughs> Apple. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. That, well, don't complain
0: publicly then. And then you don't have to worry about Derwin it. Derwin is actually a famous person, by the way. Is he? Yeah, you know what? Actually, I think I may follow him on Instagram. There you go. There yeah. you go. What's up, Derwin? Well, uh, speaking of famous people and Instagram, we're going to start. A, we're we're going to go into our, on our on our segment this morning or this afternoon, in or out. And so sometimes we do. This is one of our segments. It's where I will uh, typically is read in the driver's seat today. I'll be asking Reed a series of questions or or uh, or or maybe public things that are happening. And ask Reed if he wants to go in
1: or out. Yes, and I need to let everyone know that he is give, he, in our notes here, it says surprise questions. That's so, right. So I have no idea what you're about to say, and I'll, but I will be able to judge whether you're going to ride dirty on me.
0: So the reason I did that is because Reed is like, uh, he's, he's notorious for being, he's meticulous with his, he wants to know everything in advance. And so I want to surprise you, Reed. I want to put you on the spot today, okay? so <laughs> Let's do uh, it. So in or out, this doesn't mean that when, if you go in on it, it just means that you want to talk about it, not right. that you agree necessarily. That's right. So, that's right. Uh, uh, uh,
1: references do not uh, mean recommendations, and uh, even recommendations do not mean agreement with all things said in said links or books. That's right. So in or out, <laughs> in or out, okay. In or out, fantasy football. Fantasy football. Well, this one's easy. I'll go in on this one, and I will comment on it because currently I am out on it, not not as a concept. Because some of my most enjoyable times uh, as a younger man with younger children was in the Jacobs Well. What's up, Jacobs Well, New Jersey? Shout out! Um, Fantasy football league where Kayla was my you know like eight nine year old at the time. She's uh, seventeen now. Uh, would actually help me draft my team. She'd go to the draft with all the dudes, and I was preparing uh, some uh, young man someday to marry a woman who likes sports. And uh, so I, I like it, but I'm out on it. I don't do it anymore because I don't follow pro football enough anymore mm. because all oh, my Texas friends are about to tear their garments because I
0: watch European soccer more oh, than no. football now. Okay. Oh, no. Out. Yeah. Um, No, you know what? Uh, I was thinking, I, I have a couple of leagues I'm in, and I was trying to explain fantasy. Just, just a couple? Is that actually two or are you in like four? Because <laughs> if you're an addict, I have to help you. I, I have, I'm in three leagues. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I should be more clear. Yeah. I'm in a few leagues. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so I have a family league. That's my cousin's. I have a, a like an old school friends league, and then we have a, we have a Valley Bible Church league. Wow, wow! And uh, and I was trying to explain why Daddy wasn't going to be home one night <laughs> to my kids because I had a fantasy football draft, and yeah. my son Elijah was like, "Well, what what is that fantasy football? What does that mean? <laughs> and why am I not getting put to bed by you tonight, <laughs> Daddy? Daddy, where Daddy? will you be?" Yeah. And it's it's kind of hard to explain. You, we draft players. We we they they're on our team. Oh, do you get to play with them? Well, no. It's fakey football. It's fake football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're 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 in on saying that you're out on fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. How, by the way, how many teams? You said addict. How many teams is too many? I don't know. I have a friend that plays a lot
1: of fantasy sports. I don't know how many, but I was like, man, how do you keep up with fantasy basketball, football in multiple leagues? And he he didn't answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's you want to get you just and and you know who you are. <laughs> I was in one of the drafts and somebody was making fun of someone else for not being in the league because they already had two teams and they were like, (laughs) "Yeah, two two teams. I mean, weak. (laughs) And I was thinking like, I'm going to have a really hard time keeping up with three teams. So if if you get into it, you do have to
1: like look at trends, matchups, who the corner is covering your receiver. And then,
0: yeah, I used to do that. yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here's another one. In or out. Uh, it sounds. I, I think I already know you're in, but in or out? Will you be watching Apple's? Apple's uh, what what do they call this? It's I don't even know. They're their, their announcement, announcement show? today. Are you going to be
1: announced? are you going annou- to be watching it? I will be working and watching. Yes. I, I So yes, you I, are. I, <laughs> typically I'm in on that. Yeah. I, will you buy yeah. the new iPhone? Um probably not this year because I don't need a new iPhone. Mm, but just wait. But I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> going to buy something this year Apple okay. either for business or for pleasure. Sure, okay. I budget for these things every year. A certain, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to justify yeah. okay. this, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my wife, my wife needs justification. i am very okay, trying to get do. very good at justifying these sorts of things. Yes, yeah. Uh, to That's those who don't,
0: don't, persuading those who don't yet agree. So, in or out, we have Hurricane Florence coming our way. Are you a survivalist, in or out? I am I am out on that. Um
1: well I'll I'll speak to it. So I guess I'm in, but I am not a survivalist. Um, Are you
0: sure because uh Casey came into the shed quarters not too long <laughs> ago and asked you to Fire up the generator.
1: Yes, and and that's a generator that was provided uh, by a family member, and uh, that I I usually crank only in these circumstances to again make make people who I love feel good about feel being able to start the generator. I'm actually going to be on the road. I'm flying out. Uh, on Thursday, and so my wife will be here um, with the kids and everything. And so if, if power does go out for extended periods of time... you just taking care of your family. I'm just taking care of my family, but I'm so far from a survivalist. Or How much water like do you have in the house? I don't know. My wife probably bought bought some at, but, at the Kroger's. But not or, like... Like nine cases. No, no, You don't have five-gallon buckets of rice. I I don't. I'm not a tool guy. I'm not a surviving the woods guy. I mean, I'm pretty tough if I have to. I eat bugs or something if I have to really survive. But um, I will be uh, trusting my family to uh, my wife cranking the generator if need be, and uh, that'll that'll be about as far as we get.
0: All right. In or out. Pastors posting workout videos and tips on Instagram.
1: Okay, um, I definitely want to go in on this. Um,
0: I would say this depends, right? It's, you got because you got to be careful what you yeah, say here, don't yeah, you? Yeah,
1: I do. I, there, you know, I I will say that there are certain people that I respect their workout game uh, and their workout knowledge. Like if they're showing you how to do certain number of sets or reps to work a certain muscle in your shoulders. Um, I want to know that guy actually knows what he 's talking about, so if they 're just like a weekend crossFit guy who 's trying not to be injured but trying to look tough because they weren 't tough before uh, probably i 'm probably out on that uh, but if they 're guys like um, like L- L- Crump, a friend of mine that 's uh, right yeah. I follow him yeah <laughs> he, he, he likes to post workout videos, but I also know that that Leon's uh, was an NCAA wrestling all-American, and so I got respect for his workout. Played game, professional football, for played a, a little, little professional bit, yeah. football. I, I respect wrestling more than professional football. Well, um, obviously, you're so right. you, he, you don't do fantasy yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. So, so his, his stuff, right? It, it could be legitimately helpful to someone who's le- wanting to train. And I'm pretty sure, not sure, only he would know, and God would know whether he's trying to flex on us and show us how buff he is and how beast he is. But it, he uh,
0: is. It is a bit
1: intimidating. Yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: would be scared of him. But but I don't think it's coming out of vanity or mm. anything. Is it Crump? Tell me the truth. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, if you're if you're a rookie weekend workout guy, I don't want to see you try to power clean ninety five pounds. Mm. Um, but if you got game and, yeah, and, go and give go advice, and, yeah, give it. Like, yeah, well, I'm putting twenty fives on each side of the bar. You know, you need to do this. You know? I'm
0: I'm scared to say this, but I still think it's a little weird. It is weird,
1: but but they're wearing a different hat. Maybe it's not their pastor hat in that moment. It's yeah. their. Uh, elite athlete
0: hat that's true i do want to see Stephen furtick's workout <laughs> furtick we need to see your workout <laughs> i think that <laughs> i'm gonna stay out on that <laughs> i i think that um in the record books the last few years there's gonna be an asterisk next to his preaching <laughs> for the performance enhancing drugs we know it right. we know it look right. at those cannon right. arms right. look at those guns he got really big really fast real and, and fast he, and it's pretty oh, like man. he has a certain look to him but i'm out on that okay that's safe uh, last one, in or out? Rap beefs. Are you in or out on rap beefs recently? We've got news here because uh, Cardi B has that knot on her head from trying to fight Nikki. <laughs> you got Drake and Pusha T, and you know, rap beefs go back to when we were growing up. When, when people you got had, shot, <laughs> yeah. East Coast, West Coast, Notorious B.I.G., Yeah, uh, Tupac. Are you in or
1: out? You know, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. If I'm in the club and Cardi B, you know, they're about to fight, you know, I would it would be like an act of the Holy Ghost uh, to to help me not watch that and not probably enjoy watching that. But I know that would be wrong. Yeah. Why are you in the club anyway? Uh, you find me in the club tonight. <laughs> All right we 'll see i 'm not in the club, but all yeah right. you know I, I i I do like watching fights, and i shouldn 't i shouldn 't unless it 's regulated with rules uh, to protect the competitors' weight classes and things like the unified rules of mixed martial arts
0: in or out there we go, yeah all
1: right, man, thank you, you for uh you handled
0: on, the surprise questions well,, Reed.
1: Yeah. thank you for not directly asking me if I think furtik is on steroids. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Let's move where, on. Where are we going today? Let's here move with, on. We're going, our main segment today is work. What is it good for? What is it? Okay. It's, it's still doing it for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, what what we're talking about today is this idea of vocation. Now, uh, first of all, as we look around at the world and, and we look around, especially in the Western world at work, uh, I am, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think our view of work is broken. Our view of now uh, this w- this has become even more clear in recent years. Uh, recently, New York Times is a few years ago, but they had a, a pretty um, uh, uh, pretty rough expose on Amazon and the and the workplace environment at Amazon and how difficult it was. There are there are quotes in this article. We'll we'll link to it in the show notes. But there are quotes in this article about uh, people crying at their desks. How it was a common occurrence for meetings to end with grown men, uh, their, their head in their hands to cover up their weeping, uh, long hours, um, uh, just really a cutthroat environment. And, uh, in, in order to continue this kind of cycle of innovation and push the ball forward, uh, even more recently, Tesla, which is, um, is Elon Musk falling apart
1: here, Reed? I don't know. Um, I kind of always want him to be Tony Stark for me Um, because, because, you know, he invented PayPal and, you know, now he's got companies like, you know, Tesla Motors, you know, electric cars going to save the environment. You know, he's launching rocket ships. He's talking about digging tunnels from San Francisco to L.A. or something. He's just got wild and crazy ideas. And you want guys like that to really do well. Um, but I mean, I think I saw a picture of him smoking weed or something with Joe Rogan yeah. on the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. and, and there, yeah, the stock is dropping a few key leaders of the company left. So who knows what's happening in, te- in Tesla today?
0: That's right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, they, they just had a departure of one of their, one of their key leaders, one of their executives who had just come on for, I think it was only like a month. It was a short amount of time. It's a good sign. Come and, on. Uh, <laughs> And one of the reasons that this person left, one was the scrutiny that, that Tesla's under, but another reason was the pace of work. In fact, uh there's there's stories of employees finding Elon Musk asleep under tables, uh, because he's putting in seventy, eighty hour work weeks and just trying just you know, working until you, you fall asleep. Yeah, there uh, kinda is like in our culture a badge
1: of courage
0: for like overworking or
1: or kind of maybe the badge of busyness, where we say, "How oh, you doing, know, man? I'm busy," and and that's so supposed to be received as, "Wow that that person's doing important things with their life." Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when when I was a young man raising financial support to to do missions work, uh, my wife and I would go and you know, when you do that, read. You and I both done this quite a bit and you, you sit in living rooms with people who have j- regular work a day jobs and you ask for money and it's, it's a difficult thing and to supporting do. Supporting a nonprofit. Yeah. Supporting a nonprofit right. missions and that sort of thing. And, um, uh, time after time, I would get something along the lines of this is, this is what you're doing is, is weird. It's not what you do. Well, here's what you do. You get a job, you work hard at it. It's, pretty much meaningless. You just kind of work, try to work your way up. You just put in the hours, you do the work, you get the money and then you retire. Like this is, this is, this is the, the career path that you get the money
1: and then get the stuff and yeah, and then get out. And,
0: and that's what, that's what it is. And, uh, and now I'm not saying that a lot of those people were very hard workers and, and a lot of them ended up supporting us. Uh, but I think that in general, the, the view of work in Western culture is broken. Uh, and here's here's where I see it. I see it going in in a couple of different directions uh these are really these are bad directions. One is that work is meaningless uh that work is is really just uh well we'll 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 say work is nothing or, or work is everything and these mm-hmm. are these are pretty significantly bad things. uh if work is nothing. Then, uh, doing
1: tasks for somebody else's agenda so you can pay rent, something like that. That's
0: right. Yeah. Uh, then it, then it's, there, there's no sense of satisfaction in the work that you're doing. If work is everything, uh, it's also, you know, work is a terrible slave master and if work is everything and it becomes, you know, all that you live for, then, then, then you are, you become the slave of work and, Uh, it's really an unhealthy place to be. There's, there's a better view in our culture that is still not great. And it's work as a means to an end Mm. and the end now that it doesn't. So the end is sometimes something like, uh, personal satisfaction or fulfillment. Uh, sometimes the end is just as simple as retiring. Well, um, the satisfaction uh, thing is kind of
1: really what you hear a lot today. It's like, Hey if you do what you love you never work a day in your life. That right. kind, of, kind of idea. I think that's very attractive today. Um the hard thing sometimes is sometimes are like what if I can't make money doing what I what I love and then you're back to the nothing
0: meaningless just to make money. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing about that that's so difficult is if work becomes you know if the, 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 that can become a pretty high pressure that work can't handle. Like work can't be what you love all the time. Even people that do what they love uh it, it will buckle under the pressure eventually if you put so much expectation into it. Tim Keller says in his book, Every Good Endeavor, you will not have a meaningful life without work, but you cannot say that your work is the meaning of your life. Mm. It, you know, if you do that, if work becomes the mean if it's everything, then it becomes uh dominating of your life. You become Elon Musk sleeping under the under yeah. the tables and and uh And The the interesting thing about like high
1: achievers, you know, you mentioned Amazon, Um, Jeff Bezos might be the richest guy in the world now. Um, Certainly Elon Musk has kind of had this rock star. I mean, I was joking about Tony Stark, but that's kind of his reputation. And so he's awesome. Everybody wants to be uh, Elon Musk. Um, but yet the other side of that is, it's like a tension in our culture. I think if people were to be asked, Hey, if you could be, you know, Tony Stark or Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, and it would cost you XYZ, a lot of people would still make that trade. Um, but others would say, "Oh, well, gee, I don't, I don't know if I want to sleep under a desk and, and, you know, lose my, <laughs> lose my life to this thing. And so I think there's a real
0: tension in our society, uh, around those things. I agree. And, you know, the thing about it is, is that everybody works right like this not something that we this isn't an optional part of life it's such a significant part of life that these are the types of it's the reason that we're doing this podcast is that we want to help people think about how they work well and and, um yeah so where else have you seen broken views of work at at work reed you know um i've seen in my own life um where i would
1: say as a young man even in ministry coming out of um you know, an athletic background, high achievement, you know, what mattered for me in high school was winning a state title in wrestling. Uh, That translates very well into work, and since hard work brings a profit, there's a truth to that, but also that achievements justify kind of what you're doing. And I think I I brought that myself into kind of a goofy view of work that is like, hey, my work matters if it's awesome, if I'm going to be somebody, if I can make an impact on the world. Um, you know, Steve Jobs quotes, you know, you, you, where he challenged, that, I think, the guy uh, Scully to be the, he was a uh, CEO of Pepsi That's at right. the time. That's right, yeah. He's like, hey, do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugar water or you want to come here and make a dent in the universe? Yeah, come you change know. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so everybody wants that. And I, I think there's something good about that, but I think I've seen it kind of go a little goofy as well. Because changing the world, you know, how do you even define that? Right. Um, And and then whether or not I'm doing that with what I'm doing day to day, um, I used to get really stressed out about that. I actually like, oh, man, my life's not going to amount to anything, you know, like and, and comparing yourself to not just contemporary people, but people in history. Like, look what that person did with their life. And what am I doing? Yeah. And I think that that aspect of work has. I've been a little twisted in me personally. that's right
0: and and even there you're you're still living in the in the uh, slice of views of work that are pretty healthy right like you know it's at least it's at least helps you get through your life yeah. if you think i want to make an impact with yeah. what i do yeah um, but yeah. even in there, the, it's, it, it breaks down. Yeah. And then over the years
1: counseling with a myriad of young people, young adults who are kind of maybe even a young married guys, like, you know, I don't really like what I do. I just had to find this to do so I could take care of things. Um, and that in itself, I think is virtuous, right? I don't think that's bad. Um, but if you've bought into I, every day should be fulfilling and I'll never work a day in my life only then, yeah, then having some means to provide for your family can become a drudgery that's that kills people
0: that's right so spiritually
1: existentially kills them not you know maybe physically if you're working a certain kind
0: of job. yeah 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 we'll link to some some of these articles in the in the show notes but but what we're seeing over and over again now is that that job place satisfaction is low and, and really the fact that we have a generation of people uh the millennials uh, and And who who have a, a really high expectation of impact. impact is probably a, a pretty significant buzzword when it comes to what are you looking for with a job. Um, it doesn 't change the fact that job that work is still difficult, that job satisfaction is still low. Yeah. And, uh, and that people are, executives are always trying to figure out how do we get people to want to work here and to stay here and make them happy. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you can really like, you can have the best, uh, food in your food court and, uh, and full childcare, gym, volleyball right. courts, you can have all that stuff, ro-
1: robots that fold your clothes or and,
0: something. and you can even connect people's work to the vision and and work is still a grind. A grind. It's still difficult. And so, uh, so yeah. So what we need is, I think, uh, uh, to recover a better view of work. Uh, what is it that work is? And uh, it, it's what I what I would call, and what I'm calling in the in the blog post, uh, re- recovering a reformational view of vocation.
1: Yes. Give me the word you started with earlier, vocation. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. So what vocation.
0: Vocation comes from. Uh, from a Latin word meaning calling or to call, and so do, so, do you know the Latin word vocare? Oh, yeah. Go, so and and, and, uh, and and recovering the the reformational view of it um, is is looking at First uh, Corinthians seven twenty. Martin Luther based his view of, of calling or or vocation on uh, not just on this. Really, a lot of it had to do with recovering the the sense or the idea of the priesthood of all believers. So this is in the Christian world um, yeah, so in the scriptures, uh, Luther and the Reformation recovering this view that it's not it's not just the special people, the the monks and the priests who uh, who uh, who are to do the ministry but uh, of the church, but it's all believers so uh, that's from uh, Ephesians four it's from first uh, Peter and, and you get this and really even going back into the Old Testament. Now, he he came at the view of calling from that same understanding. So that's in the church. In the church, it's all believers who are to be priests. But also in the in the world, uh, that applies. And he, he he got that from 1 Corinthians 7.20, where Paul says, in whatever condition, remain in the condition you were in uh, when you were called. Uh, Luther translated that actually to be uh, remain in the calling in which you were called. And then Paul goes on in, in 1 Corinthians to talk about, you know, if you're, you live over here, or you do this, or you do that. Just yeah. you know, see that essentially recapture the vision for that is where God has you for a reason, and uh, and it's okay to stay there. And 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 so, um, so Luther had this, you know, he he had a view that uh, there, there's a goofy uh, go cultural phrase
1: that may that my mother used to share with me. Uh, like, grow where you're planted. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a real lot of insight in that, right? It's like, okay, if you're called, you know, maybe God does some of your life, and you're, you know, whatever your station you're in, there's a potential for you to make that something more than just what you're doing.
0: Yeah, that's good. And what Luther was getting at with this Reformation, so what he was doing is he was recapturing a sense of, of everyone is is participating in God's activity in the world, yeah, yeah, and He was yeah, recapturing that after about a thousand years of the medieval. Catholic Church, where the spiritual people, were, the the monks, yeah, and yeah, the, one, of the, yeah. one of the one, one of the priests or yeah. bishops or cardinals, one of the sacraments was calling, and that calling was specifically for the priest offices. That's, that's right. right, and, and so in the
1: medieval Catholic setting, yeah. and
0: so the uh, his barber or his or the cobbler in town making shoes, they, they didn't view their work as a calling at all, because they just, yeah, only the special people were called. There was a sacred secular divide. And Luther was saying, not only in the church should we should we uh, get rid of this divide between those who are called to offices and those who aren't, but but even in the world, this is the wrong way to view the world. Uh, God is not just the God of the special priests; He's the God of the cobblers too, right? And so, so in that, he 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 is recapturing this view that uh, that. All work is part of God's plan to restore all things, and and, and working uh, kingdom work into the world, and so um, so we so we get this picture with Luther of he is he's trying to help the average person see their work as part of God's great plan of restoring all things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that, what the it's the the goal of the person who's working, and this applies. Uh, today isn't to aspire to a different type of work that is a more spiritual work and it's not to you know he famously said actually he probably didn't say it but it it does accord with his his thinking in this
1: came down to be legendary yeah you know he may have said
0: it may be in his table talks but there's this famous quote uh, that's at least ascribed to him of uh the the christian cobbler shouldn't be making bad shoes and then slapping a cross on it that's not how you please god with your work (laughs) Uh, but you just make excellent shoes. Right. What so, what
1: about making bad music and slapping across on
0: it? Yeah, that that would also <laughs> not be good work. <laughs> However, I mean those guys gotta put food on the table too. Um, they just should be making better music. So uh and I think they are now compared to when we were growing by the way, side trail. When we were growing up, I was like the pagan kid in in the neighborhood and my Christian friends and their parents would try to get me to I, w- I was listening to uh Metallica, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses? Did you Guns like Guns N' Roses? Roses. Guns. Yeah, this is this is uh early 90s. Yeah, yeah. And um I always remember my friend's mom giving me a Petra tape, a cassette tape <laughs> and saying, "Oh, this is just like what you what you're listening to." <laughs> and so I listened to it and you're like like one song into it no, and it's I was like, not. "No, this is not. This is a <laughs> yeah. this is a terrible shoe with a cross on it." Okay? Yeah, and yeah. It, and it's um okay, so so, yeah, the Reformation view of vocation is that vocation equals calling, that, that when God calls someone, uh, there's, a, there's a way in which God calls someone to himself through faith, but also God is calling us into the world to, to do his work. We, we become, in a sense, the fingers of God. In fact, Luther is trying to help us see we don't so much work for God, but we work for our neighbors. We are God's way of working for our neighbors. And so that, that's why whether we're doing... Um, whether we're a ploughman or uh or a potter or um a you know, or, or a podcaster or a CEO or a McDonald's worker or or we dig ditches or we're a carpenter uh we are part of God's way of loving our neighbors
1: yeah yeah yeah, do something useful with your hands so you have something to share with others too. It's like Yeah, that's uh, right. We work together in the world.
0: Yeah, and, and 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 in the Bible we see over and over again that idleness is a, is a vice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and and work is good. Uh and so yeah, the the reformational view of vocation, work as vocation is is that remembering that that work is a calling and that calling is not just for the priests, it's not mm-hmm. just for the pastors. It's not just for the missionaries, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's for everyone. Whatever state they're in, uh, God is calling them. And and the other thing that the Reformation view of a vocation helps us with is to see that God is Lord, so that there's not one square inch, as in the famous Abraham Kuyper, who's uh, early 20th century, 19th century uh, Dutch prime minister and theologian, says there is not one square inch over which Jesus, King Jesus does not say mine, right? so so in other words, uh, there is no sacred realm in the world in which people are called to and then a secular realm where you just do your work, it's all under the Lordship of God.
1: right. If someone were to ask you, Jesse, um, why does the world need work or working? Um, what would you say?
0: Yeah, let me put it, let, let me put a pin on pin in that for just a quick second um, and say one more thing. This is one thing that Luther that, that I want to add to this idea of Reformation view of calling, uh, that I think is is helpful is uh, is also seeing so not just seeing that God is Lord overall, people in the fifteenth, sixteenth century sort of just assume that. And people don't assume that now and and, and you know, worldviews have changed and and so but I think it should be it's helpful to recapture that. But also that our work is part of a bigger story. And I think that this—so this is something uh, Wendell Berry says in his essay, Christianity and the Survival of Creation. He says, The significance and ultimately the quality of the work that we do is determined by our understanding of the story in which we are taking part. Mm. So in other words, uh, uh, our work is, is part of a big story, and that big story is the story of God taking the, the, the mess that has happened in the world and putting it to rights again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Our, our work is part of his big story of redemption.
1: Right. So we could be part of continuing the mess and making the messes, right? And maybe even the way we work or the things that we do, or we could be part of cultivating something better and That's new right. and healing.
0: And yeah, good. yeah, yeah. And, and, and so work as part of a story is so important. Uh, and and it's what people long for. We, we we want our work to have an impact. We want to, we want what we do to connect to the vision of the company or the vision of, you know, the organization we work for because we want to know that what we're doing matters. It, it and and here's the thing: is it does it does because God is at work. So uh, so you know one of the things that we, I work through in this in this blog post is uh, is this five kind of five part outline of work created, mm. work frustrated work redeemed, work finished, and then work forever. And so so let me walk through that real briefly, and then we'll engage with this a little bit. Work created. So I think it's really important to see that in the beginning, God was working. So God, you know, God is creating things. He's speaking things in, into existence. But he's not just doing that kind of intellectual work. You know, we might call that a uh, Will, yeah, the intellectual white-collar work, you know, yeah, he's just yeah. talking and things yeah, are yeah. happening.
1: But work as the investment, right, if you'd say, is the investment of energy with outcomes in view.
0: That's right, yeah. that's right. And not only that, but in the Scriptures you have the story of God then getting his hands dirty in the garden. So not only does he speak existence into creation, but he gets down into it, he gets his hands dirty, it says that he 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 he, he plants a garden, uh, and then out of the garden, he takes the dust and he forms a man and he breathes on the man and he takes a rib and forms a woman. God is working with his hands and he's working with his mouth. And so we see in God, God the work is good because God works. Not only that, but in the beginning, God commissions man to work so he brings he calls adam and eve in the story of the bible he creates co-workers he creates co-workers co-creators yeah yeah yeah, and and, and, uh, co-rulers co-rulers vice regents there's all kind of ways to describe it but what he's doing is he's saying here's what i want you to do be fruitful and multiply rule and subdue the earth uh tend to the tend to the earth take care of it as in fact the very first thing that adam does is he names the animals uh, following in this pattern of God, basically exercising dominion over, care for. He's getting to know what God has has put forward for him to take care of, intend, and tend yeah. and manage.
1: The interesting thing in history, uh, years ago, I was a, a sitting talking to a student, Virginia Tech, who said in their class that this Christian idea of having dominion uh, is kind of what led to the oppression of creation. Say, like, subdue the yeah. earth meant like. You know, just just Destroy kind of rape it. creation for right. the stuff we want, right? But this kind of dominion, rule over, is not like that. It's it's more like be responsible for, uh, develop it for its purpose. Uh, rulership wasn't to put a boot on it, but rather to unleash it for what it's created to be, and and certainly God's purpose for creation itself. Uh, was for uh, life to exist and and joy in creatures and uh, developing even the the resources of the earth for the good of those creatures rather than stomping on them.
0: Yeah, and and I do highly recommend. I'm not like a conservationist, and 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 Wendell Berry is, uh, you know, so he's a uh, poet and author, English professor, University of Kentucky, long time, also an activist, a conservationist, left to become a farmer, so he's a farmer. Um, I don't follow him in everything, but his his article, or his essay that I mentioned before, is really helpful with this, where he's basically saying, Christianity should... It, it, it is for the survival and the benefit and the common good of creation. That that's, that is just the way that God it's, made yeah, it. Yeah, It's built in. It hasn't always been that way. So and, he's,
1: and this really helps uh, seeing human beings, unique responsibility for it. Cause I've always been puzzled. Cause you know, I, I kind of grew up with more of a secular mindset and, yeah. and I, I can think unbeliever atheistically really easily. And I've always been puzzled if, if I'm a not, if I don't believe in anything outside of creation itself, um where does this moral responsibility come to us right yeah is it just like certain types of brains have to care about creation and animal rights and things like that or is there an actual moral responsibility a duty that human beings have to god that makes much more sense of the intuition we feel that hey we ought to care for this place rather than just i'm just matter time energy flying around like
0: anything else so what's what's the big deal that's right yeah if we're just if we're just spinning on a on a space dust you know meaninglessly through time if if life is as Macbeth says, right. uh, <laughs> a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing, then really, why work for the common good? That's right. Which, which, or why is it our
1: responsibility? Because there's, yeah. this, you know, there, there's a strong urge in modern life. From people who don't believe that you're responsible to someone, but somehow uh, it's human beings, I guess, because we've got big brains or, you know, dolphins do too. But why are we the ones should care for creation, care about environmental, uh, beyond just our survival, but in terms, it's sort of a moral call. I think that intuition is right, yep. but I think it only makes sense to me uh, if we're
0: responsible, because this is the job we've been given in our work as human beings. That's right, and that goes back to the very beginning. In other words, work is part of God's good plan. work We work because God works first, and we're made in His image, uh, and we, and work is good. However, as we all know, sometimes work just stinks. It's frustrating, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And, and and one of the one of one, no matter how much you get into this view of work as vocation or as calling, mm-hmm. no matter how much you believe that my work matters because it it's part of God's story, a story that God's telling, sometimes work just stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just really difficult. It's
1: where we, we're grinding today. That's, That's right. a little common yep. phrase, right, that we all use today. I'm, yeah. on, the, I'm, I'm on the grind. grind. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And sometimes work grinds us down, you know. And, 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 uh, and we would say that the biblical story for that is that at the fall, uh, when there was rebellion, that what God cursed was not just man and woman. It wasn't just that man and woman would now die it's not even just that our vertical relationship with God is now broken, and we need to be saved. Though that is true, uh, it's also that work is really, really hard now, and, and uh, that ha- that's for both the woman as in childbearing being painful, and children being difficult, and the relationship and marriage being difficult for both both parties. But also, like you know, it says it, where before the ground would just give forth fruit, now the yeah. ground gives forth. Thorns and thistles, and man will work it by the sweat of his brow. And it's yeah. just difficult. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We wish that uh, we could be like, uh, maybe we wish we could be as gods, and our rule over creation and our work would be ultimate. Like, hey, let's make a garden, let's make it perfect. But it's not. It's frustrating. I think that is a reminder. That we are not gods; that we are creatures, and that we are alienated from God and creation in some way that needs restoration. That's
0: right, and, and even the frustration with work tells us a story. It tells us that there's, there is so that desire we have for things to work right. That's good because things did work right once, and things will work right again one day. Uh, and so we look at, uh, uh, you know, work frustrated, then work redeemed, and this is the idea mm. that that when 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 this is First Corinthians seven twenty, this is that when we're called by God to Himself right, through right. faith in Christ, that that we're now our work is now redeemed because God now shows us that our work is part of His story. Right now, now I will say this: this when I say work, I'm saying legitimate work. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. work that contributes to the common good. Yeah. Now there are some things that that don't. There are some things that we would say would be illegitimate work. That if you're doing those things, you should quit. Now some In, of those immoral, are immoral, destructive. That's yes, right. right, yeah. right if, it, yeah. if, it, if it if it if it goes against God's law, God's, you know, if if it's destructive, I had somebody. I'm a hitman. I make good money. Yeah, yeah. You if know, you're a hitman.
1: Not, not, you should repent. It, yeah, <laughs> if you. Um, Jason Statham's pretty cool, but repent. But you can
0: make hitman movies. Yeah, yeah, That's fine. Yeah, because yeah. you a good storyteller. That's in That's right. That's right. The world. Yeah, yeah, common good. I want yeah. to I be entertained. <laughs> entertainment is part, is part of the common good. If you're working for f- human flourishing in any way, which I had somebody, I was walk- we'll talking through this with someone. They said, well, what if you're serving really unhealthy food? <laughs> I was like that's fine man <laughs> eating McDonald's is not is is not immoral right right that's right that's it's right. not immoral it's not
1: wise uh, but it's to do, not, well. Let's back up. It's not just, evil. <laughs> it's not wise to do it every day. Yeah. Sometimes it's wise. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Even that milkshake that's like snot that never melts or never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ice cream. Whatever <laughs> right. it is. Uh, right.
0: Yeah. So so our work in Christ is redeemed. And, and this there's a shocking scripture
1: that my kids memorized out of Colossians. And and I met in sports ministry world. We use this a lot. It's like whatever you do do with all your heart as serving the Lord, not men. You are serving the Lord Christ. Now, this is an interesting passage because I believe it's written to those who are in positions of servitude. Yeah. So, like, you're serving Jesus That's as a right. slave. That's just, like, crazy talk, right? So you're serving Jesus in in your vocation today, even if that can be said to someone who's in a position in the ancient world where they were serving off a of dead or captured in war or some sort right. of slave. yep. Yeah, um, man, that's really challenging context for us that's to look good. at the maybe jobs we like or we don't like.
0: That's, is that end of Colossians 3? Yeah, Colossians 3, 4. So, yeah. 24, I think. Yeah, and, and that's helpful to remember that even for that person, they're not just working for their boss or, or in right. this case, maybe their owner even right, in that yeah. in that context. In the same way, 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, uh, now whether what whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. You could see, see this uh, throughout the scriptures that there's this sense in which... Uh, Oh Hebrews six, one of my one of my favorite passages in Hebrews. I'll have to find the exact. Uh, we'll we'll put it in the show notes. But it says, a God is not so unjust as to overlook your your work, your work for the saints. But that work in in that context is not the work of the leader. It's just hospitality. It's just working. It's just doing a job so that you can support the support people. And that things God like
1: that. sees us on our grind and knows if our end or our goal of why we work is the glory of God right which is the purpose of all
0: creation right um then it has purpose that that's brought up into the bigger story yeah that's right now work finished so so we get we get this rhythm weekly so god works 6 days and then he and then he rested on the 7th day uh this is not because god was tired or we ground him down it was just that god set set aside a day for rest uh that our work even in our, our regular habits weekly it has this sense of we work and then we sit, we rest. We work and we rest. And in the rest, go ahead. And that's
1: a gift from God to us, even God modeling that not out of his need but out of his love for people. That's right. Knowing the kind of creatures we are. If we work, you know, 50 days in a row... Uh, we're, it's not going to be good for our health, our spirituality. Uh, it's not good for creation either. We see that with the resting of all things. That's, that's right.
0: Important. Yeah, and even in the even in the in the law, God says you should rest the fields. The fields need rest. You know, and and, and
1: in the post-industrial revolution farming community. Yeah, uh, even in the 20th century in America, we saw the consequences of over farming. Certain you know dust bowls came from somewhere, yeah, right? Both for weather, right. but also human activity and behavior.
0: And we see with with resting uh, regularly that that we have hope of a, of a final rest. That hope is not just for retirement, yeah, uh, but yeah. but there's a hope for a final rest. And, and we also see that rest is in some ways the proper end of work. That when we you know to to stay in the agricultural world, when you when you work and you Tend to a field, and you grow, and you take care of, and you weed, and you and you feed. Eventually, the 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 telos or the end of that is the goal, purpose, right? Is a feast. It's eating. It's getting around the table in a communal gathering and saying, "We're not working anymore. We're drinking the wine that has come from these grapes. We're eating the food from our field." And you know, when we rest, also, we're reminded that God works for us. Uh, that, that, that temptation that we have to work in order to justify ourselves or find our identity Or in our, that everything is on us. Everything depends on us. We re- we're reminded that actually the world keeps spinning. God is still at work. The breath keeps going into my lungs. My yeah. heart keeps beating. It reminds us that God works for us.
1: Fear not. I'm with you. I've called you by name. You are
0: mine. Take a nap. That's right. <laughs> and then finally, work forever. And this is the idea that, that our work now is forming us for a, a redeemed and uh, pleasant work in the new creations that this st- our work is part of a story and that story is that God is setting the world to right through Christ, that he's is, he is seeking and saving his lost children. He's bringing them to himself, but also that he's going to uh, he's not going to just burn away everything. It's not everything's going to disappear and we're all going to be floating in the clouds with the little babies playing their harps. But actually, he's going to bring a new creation, a new earth, a new heavenly city, a new and, and in this renewed, new jobs and, and there'll be new work. As We know this because uh, we will bring gifts to him that we've that we've created. We'll, we'll continue to create. Uh, we will have instruments of music and, and of, of trade and work and there'll be stuff there's going to be stuff i'm going to make that i'm stuff. making
1: shoes man i'm making like the nikes of heaven as a cobbler that's what i want lord let it be lord let me be a shoemaker <laughs>
0: yeah and they won't you won't um, even have to have a cross on them you know? amen, amen yeah and so so our work forms. i'll leave the, us. i'll leave the
1: swoosh on them though
0: yeah so so our work forms us for the becoming the type of person who fits into the kingdom and who will work for the common good for all of eternity hence uh, our work is a calling. It's a calling that shapes us. It's a calling mm-hmm. that prepares us. It's a calling that that uh, that's part of... whether Whatever we do, even when it's small things, it's part of God's grand story of, of setting the world to right again. Uh, and our work has meaning. So
1: work forever is better than a four-hour work week. Amen?
0: <laughs> Amen. So, hey, let me ask you as we close out, uh, do you have any practical resources or practical advice for people who are uh, who are thinking through, like, how do I... Capture a, a, a vision for work that uh, that will help me throughout my life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like I like the resource you already quoted. Every good endeavor, uh, because it's written by somebody in our time who's speaking to work and things in the in a modern context. Um, but I think you've got a, a like a library list for us. There, yeah, right?
0: we'll post a list. I don't think I'm going to read through it right now. Uh, let me mention a couple of things. I think uh, everyone should read. There's a short article. Um, that was Dorothy Sayers wrote called Why Work, and we'll link to that. It's so good. She she talks about how we should be working for the work uh, that we're not working necessarily for our boss or or anything like that, but that that we should do good work for the sake of of the work. Amen. And so it's a it's a really helpful article uh, about work.
1: So if I go back to the song uh, for a second uh, as we close out here today, and I say work right. Good God? Y'all. What is it good for? <laughs> there we are kinda answering that question a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, and you just change the tone of it and yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little inflection. Yeah. Yeah. And uh we so, do have
1: a good God who's given us work to do. And I believe that helps us when we feel like, oh, I, I'm doing what I love or I'm building something, uh, building for our family, building for creation, building for and towards eternity. Um, then we can remember the good God on those hard grind days and, and move us through.
0: That's right. And, and, and it's, it would do us well to remember that our work does matter, that when we work, we work with and and we work with God. Uh, the Psalms tell us that w- 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 when we build our house, we, we labor in vain if the Lord doesn't build it. And, and there's this dual. He's using the same word. We build it. But we do it in vain if God doesn't build it. God is alongside of us working with us. And so, uh, so yeah, take a look at—we'll be posting that on the Bonhoeffer House and linking to it on Gospel Underground, uh, that article or long-form blog post. Uh, so that's all we got here, work as vocation. Work, what is it good for? Uh, it's good because it's part of God's story. Uh, the Gospel Underground is a joint production of the Power Change and the Bonhoeffer House. Be sure to review us on iTunes. Five stars are always yeah. acceptable. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a handful of we them. We have like 16 or 17. Keep them rolling in. Five, send your comments, nice. feedback, and or questions you might want us to take up here at the Underground at info at gospelunderground.org. We are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between church. And culture, and we hope to see you there. Back to work. Peace.